following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. gentlemen happy wednesday we are a few days removed now gary and i are trying to recover still draft weekend is here and gone yeah um it was a long weekend for us uh we did a lot of um coverage coverage uh thanks for those who tuned in um and thanks to the listeners for listening to our episodes that we put out absolutely we uh we made sure after thursday night's draft that we uh went out and got you guys the freshest episode recorded at around 1.30 in the morning on Thursday, Friday morning, technically. Um, and we're back now, today, uh, for release on Wednesday. And we're sitting here. We got a little bit of news rundown. down. Uh, the NFL 2022 fifth-year option tracker has finally happened. Teams had to decide to either exercise or decline on the following players, and we'll cover that now. The Browns will exercise on Baker Mayfield. The Giants exercise the fifth year on Saquon Barkley. The Panthers do exercise the fifth year on Sam Darnold after receiving him in a trade from the Jets. Uh, the Broncos or the Browns will exercise on Denzel Ward. The Broncos exercise on Bradley Chubb. The Colts will exercise on Quentin Nelson. The Bills exercise on Josh Allen. The Bears exercise on Roquan Smith. The 49ers exercise on Mike McClinchy. The 49ers do not have an option to exercise on Josh Rosen as he is officially off his rookie deal after passing waivers the first time. Uh, The Steelers will exercise on Minka Fitzpatrick. The Buccaneers exercise on Vita Vey. The Washington football team will exercise on Deron Payne. The Saints exercise on Marcus Davenport. That was a bit of a surprise. Um, The Raiders don't get a chance to exercise on Colton Miller as they have already given him an extension. The (laughs) <laughs> Buffalo Bills will exercise on linebacker Truman Edmonds. Uh, Chargers exercise on safety Derwin James. Packers on cornerback Jair Alexander. The Cowboys exercise on linebacker, or decline to exercise on linebacker Leighton Vanderash. A bit shocking there. Yeah, um, I think it's injury related. I think they're just are not happy with this production and he can't stay on the field. Uh, the Detroit Lions will exercise on center Frank Ragnow, one of the top two centers in the NFL at this point. The Bengals will decline to exercise on center Billy Price, who for the most part has spent a solid portion of his NFL career on the back or on the sidelines as a backup center. Uh, Rashawn Evans with the Titans, the linebacker has been declined. However, the Titans are hopeful that they'll be able to have an extension in place before having to see this happen. Uh, Patriots will exercise on lineman Isaiah Wynn. Panthers exercise on wide receiver DJ Moore. The Falcons will decline on tight end Hayden Hurst. Uh, Not too big of a shock after they've drafted Kyle Pitts. The Falcons will exercise on wide receiver Kelvin Ridley. The Seattle Seahawks will decline on running back Rashad Penny, a guy who has not been able to see the field really. The Jaguars decline on defensive tackle Taven Bryan. Uh, 
The Vikings decline on cornerback Mike Hughes. The Patriots decline running back Sony Michelle, and the Ravens will pick up on quarterback Lamar Jackson. So that's it, guys. Uh, those were needed as of today. A uh, little bit of spare news out there around the NFL. Um, <laughs> the Broncos have released Jeff Driscoll, quarterback. The Browns have signed former second-round pick from the Seahawks, Malik McDowell. Uh, most notably, never really played it down in the NFL uh, after getting in an ATV accident. The... I think that's really it, news-wise. Um, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa, who did just recently slide in the NFL draft, uh, has been rumored that his slide was based on a heart condition found in the pre-draft reports, falling or dropping him all the way down to the second round. It's insane how all these always uh, pop out during the NFL draft. Like, you go your whole life, and then they're like, oh, wait, I have a heart condition. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, and Titans' fourth-round pick, outside linebacker Rashad Weaver out of Pittsburgh, was arrested uh, and charged with assault this past week. Colts also sign restricted free agent Mo Ali Cox, and the Bears release starting left tackle Charles Leno, the starter and the Bears team for the last five years. Or last seven years. He'll get scooped up pretty quick. Yeah, I don't think he'll have a problem finding uh, finding a... A job. Uh, but we are going to go ahead now, guys, and we are going to cover fantasy relevance of the players of the 2021 NFL Draft by team, by division, by conference. Uh, Gary, you think we should probably start in the AFC first? Yeah, we could do AFC. That's, uh, that sounds pretty good. All right. Uh, we will start in the AFC North then. Uh, AFC North. Well, I'll, I'll be able to pull it up in front of us so we can both check it out here. Um, so we are only going to discuss players drafted this past week that will have fantasy relevance. Uh, we'll start with the Baltimore Ravens here. Uh, realistically, two players on this roster that we're looking at that will have some form of fantasy relevance. Rashad Bateman's the first one. Well, wide receiver out of Minnesota, six foot one ninety. He was their first round pick at number twenty seven. The Ravens struggle to get the passing game out. Um, we're going to lump these two together. Rashad Bateman and Tylen Wallace out of Oklahoma State. They're both bigger-bodied receivers, both with Baltimore now, Tylen Wallace in the fourth round. I don't personally think either of these guys is going to offer all that much as a fantasy player in year one. Right, Um, especially since they are a run-heavy team. I don't see them kind of changing their whole dynamic, uh, especially since they get one rookie and Sammy Watkins. Um, I still think they're going to throw the ball, but mainly be a run-heavy team. Um, None of those names really jump out to me and say, hey, pick me, I'm the next Justin Jefferson. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I liked Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota, but I just don't think... Not not with the team fit. Correct. I just don't think the fit in Baltimore is something that makes me jolly, excited, ready to go here. Um... So, I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, I think Bateman's about a 6 in terms yeah. of fantasy relevance. I think Tylen Wallace is about a 3.5. Yep. Um, I wouldn't necessarily have to tell somebody to go out of their way to make a move on either of these guys. Bateman's worth maybe a, a late-round, last-round flyer in hopes that that offense gets back together. Um, 
But I think that's about it for Baltimore there. Yeah, um, nothing too crazy. Um, I, I guess if you're really hurting at receiver, then I would go with um, Bateman or Hollywood. But um, right, I guess, I guess right the, now, thing, the thing you got to think of too, though, is we see this come and go all the time, and if they're not going to be throwing the ball, and everybody likes to say that it's not Lamar's fault, but if Lamar can't hit his targets, these guys aren't going to make much of a difference anyways. Right, right. And uh, we just we know they're going to be a running team, so we'll see what happens. Um, uh, next team on this list here, we've got two players that, that are fantasy viable players. The Cincinnati Bengals uh, in the sixth round, pick eighteen, take wide receiver Chris Evans or running back Chris Evans out of Michigan. Um, it's a guy who's interesting. He had some good games, but he had a lot of issues keeping him off the field in school. Uh, he, I'm not trying to be too over the top here, but I think he brings about a four and a half or a five on the on the level of where his relevance will be as a rookie. Just because Giovanni Bernard is no longer there. Right. Giovanni Bernard's not there, and they're still going to run with Mixon hard. Correct. But there are reps open behind Mixon now. Mm-hmm. So Evans is a name to monitor probably in camp. Jamar Chase is the big guy, though. Round one, pick five. Right. Um, um, probably an eight or a nine. I, I would though. say eight or nine as well. Ultimately, we know it's tough for receivers to really jump out of the box and be a top 20 guy. Mm-hmm. If Jamar Chase is going to be this, the player he was at LSU, he's at least got his quarterback from LSU there to do it mm-hmm. with him. Um, and, his relevance will be huge. And for at least dynasty drafts uh, and rookie drafts, he's probably going to be the top receiver taken, I would guess. Um, I think he's got the best fit with the, with the quarterback at the moment. Um, after that, we've got Cleveland next. Uh, Cleveland's got two moves here and the first one being wide receiver Anthony Schwartz at Auburn and I'm not high on him whatsoever no you and I when um, we were on live we were kind of like scratching our heads a little bit at the pick um, it's a guy who is a burner right but we've seen this go wrong for so many teams in the past. Just because you're fast does not mean you can catch a football at an NFL level. And uh, the stats weren't there, and the tape really wasn't there. Um, maybe they're just drafting him as a special teamer. Who knows? But the, this is calling for him as a slot, which is odd because isn't Jarvis Landry their slot? Uh, Jarvis Landry, I think, does a little bit of everything. But, yeah, so ultimately, as a first-year production, I think Schwartz is going to have a lot. He never had the production in college. I'm going to put him at a three. Yeah, um, three to five range, I would say. Um, However, I will say. Because do, do they still have Rashad Higgins? Yep. And Kadero Hodge. So they, they still got he, there. He's coming in as the number five on the depth chart, most likely. And then they also drafted Demetric Felton, yep. who's a running back, wide receiver, kick returner. I believe they said they're going to play him at running back. Yes. Which is weird because they already have two yes running backs and no. who share the carries. Just because if you remember two years ago. Up until he had a problem, they did run a three-headed monster there with a receiving back and did very well with it. Duke Johnson was was phenomenal there as a receiving back, and I think they want to bring some of that magic back. I would almost say Demetrius Felton's probably higher with a five to a five and a half on my my list. I would say he's higher. I'm not telling you abort and bankrupt for him, but again, a guy to monitor. To me, he's a taxi squad guy if you're playing Dynasty. 
Because Cleveland's got so many weapons right now. Yes. They got two tight ends. They got two receivers, uh, two running backs. Uh, it's just insane the amount of weapons they have. So it's going to be limited carries for Demetric Felton at this point in time. Um, on to the last team in the AFC North. Uh, only two names to talk about here. The first round pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Najee Harris. For as much as I know you don't necessarily like his fit here, I would still put him at a 7 or 8. Yeah, um, he's going... I would take him as the top back yes. right now, just because we know he's going to get the lion's share of carries over every back there. I didn't like the, the pick because I knew that they needed more offensive line help. Which they ended up doing a little bit. They did add two offensive linemen, including a center in the third round. Mm-hmm. And maybe they plan on saying, hey, Ben, uh, we're not going to have you throw the ball too much. It's going to be Najee and uh, just make the throw here and there. Because he is aging. He's, he is older. Um, if he wouldn't have taken the pay cut, I would have assumed they would have cut him this year. Um, I think we're seeing the end of Ben Roethlisberger in the next couple seasons, next season or two. But maybe right now it's the Najee Harris show, and I think it's a good fantasy pick right now. You know, it's it's funny too because the two um the two linemen that they drafted, mm-hmm. Kendrick Green and Dan Moore, when you read their their little stats about them, mm-hmm. are both listed as better run blockers than pass yeah, block- so maybe blockers. That's what so maybe Pittsburgh is trying to turn that corner and then they go out in the next round and get Pat Freermuth, the tight end. Um Freermuth is a solid blocker as well, but he also has upside as a, as a pass catcher. Yeah, they compared his um, stature to Gronk. Um, similar to play. Unfortunately, I will say for year one in redraft leagues, he's maybe a five. Right. It's going to be have to have high upside. Especially since they still have Ebron. However, in a dynasty league, I would rank him much higher to an eight or nine. I think his upside in the future is very big. But I think that that's a guy who realistically you need everything to hit and everything to go properly for him to be worth they don't a whole still have bunch. McDonald, do they? No, he this retired. Is, okay. Um, onto the AFC East, Buffalo Bills are going to make this real easy for us here, Gary. Marquez Stevenson, the only offensive weapon drafted. Um, an interesting pick in terms of a dynasty league. Yes, he might be worth a lot more. Then he's going to be in a redraft. Right. Because um, the Bills right now, it seems like they're going to go Steph Diggs, Gabe Davis, Cole Beasley. Um, Gabe Davis probably rotating in and out with Emmanuel, Emmanuel Sanders. Sanders. It's possible, because he has returnability, that they use him in the return game. Um, we'll have to see what they do. Because the Bills also did draft another receiver last year who didn't. Isaiah Hodgins. Yep, Isaiah Hodgins, um, who did. Uh, really well in training camp as well. So we'll see. He may not even make the and, roster. And, and I guess the nice thing is Stevenson almost has red shirt ability. Right. He was a six-round pick. I unfortunately don't think Buffalo will be able to stash him on a, on a practice squad. No. He'll just get because he'll get scooped up. Um, but, big butt here, they don't have the build they had last year. So, I mean, even, would you give off? Four receivers? Yes. And then you figure a fifth in Isaiah Hodgins. Mm-hmm. If they carry six, Stevenson's their six. Hodgins might be able to make the practice squad. I don't think so. I think they'd have to try to... I guess in year two, it's maybe a... Because well, they also have Isaiah McKenzie, too, and I don't see us cutting McKenzie. Also true. Um, so then they'll have to figure that out. But he's a fringe player to try to make the roster, but I think he's got very high upside. 
Uh, he's about a five in a dynasty league. Yeah. But I think he's about a two or a three in this year for in a redraft. redraft. Um, the Miami Dolphins. Pick number six in round one, Jalen Waddell. I'm going to go out on a whim here and say he's a nine. Yeah, um, definitely a good a good um, player for them. I, I, we had him over uh, Devonta Smith. Yep. Um, I would almost go eight only because we don't know what Tua's got yet. I want to see. I think the fact mm-hmm. that Tua gets back his college production guy is where I feel a little better about this. I still, if I'm picking and I got Chase and Waddle on the board, I'm going to go with Chase just because I know what we have in Joe Burrow. Um, I think Waddle's going to be the second best receiver, but I also don't want to put all my eggs in a basket because they do have Parker, they do have Gasecki, they did draft Hunter Long. Um, Gaskins is a is a going to be a passing back for him, I believe. He does a lot of everything. They didn't go a whole bunch with running back just because they did add Garrett Dokes this past year, mm-hmm. who is more of a bigger back. Um, but I don't think he's going to be. Much of anything, but I it's a very good value to pick because if Tua isn't the guy, then they'll move on from him after. I think I think they move on from him after this year if he's Agreed. not the guy, um, and then they'll find something else. But definitely, definitely for a, a dynasty league, a solid nine. Yes, um, Hunter Long is next on that list, yep. though. Um, I would say this year he's probably about a four or a five. I was almost going to say six because if they run two double tight end sets, correct. But it's still going to be it's still going to be tough for a rookie to really jump in and be an instant splash guy at tight end. Um, I could I could be five to six. Uh, Adam Shaheen, six foot seven guy they picked up from Chicago last year, Um, and then Garrett Dokes. Like we said, I think Dokes is going to be maybe a three in a redraft league. Um. New England Patriots. Uh, starting this off hot, we've got Mac Jones. I'm going to give him an even six for this year. Yeah, six. Just because we don't even know if he gets the start. Six, six and a half. I think this is how it's going to go. I think they let Cam, because he's the veteran, um, they lose the job. Yeah, he's going to let them. They're going to lose. He's going to lose the job. They're going to be maybe like two and two. And um, trying to fight for a division spot here, and then um, Cam is just going to be struggling, and Mac Jones gets the thing, and Mac Jones turns him around. It just seems that's just the story that it's playing in your head. Yeah, the story that's playing in my head. Um, I like overall, I don't think they're going to compete for the division this year. I mean, I could be wrong, but with a rookie quarterback, um, he's going to have to iron out some things. They're going to be competitive, but it's going to be. A year two, a year three thing before we start seeing Mac Jones really kind of take us. I would agree. Take his stride. He's going to be a solid game managed quarterback. I think he should have been drafted higher. Um, but I think for a dynasty league, if you're going to draft him, I'm going with like a six, five, seven. In a redraft league, maybe a six. Um, I could see a, a seven as a. I, I don't could see seven or eight in a dynasty league. I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to put up Herbert style numbers, but I think he's going to be good enough, like a middle of the road starter for now. I agree with that. Um, let me 
I mean, uh, he's in a good spot um, weapon-wise. They got a ton of stuff to help him out. He's basically in the Alabama of the NFL. The the next player on this list, this is interesting because I, I get shades of LeGarrette Blount out of him. Mm-hmm. Ramondre Stevenson out of Oklahoma comes in. Uh, this year, I'm going to give him a six. Yeah. Um, and it's got nothing to do with his running ability. He's going to be a touchdown vulture. Yeah. They're, Sony Michelle is going to be the starter. Um, and then I think... It might be Damian Harris. Could be Damian Harris. But I think Stevenson's going to um, make the best of his carries. And I think um, he's going to start eating up more carries as the season goes on. He's a bigger back, and he runs tough. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't think there's much more on him. And then Trey Nixon, wide receiver out of UCF. Mm-hmm. I've got a one, maybe a two. Yeah, I can't see there much being or there being much uh, love with that option there. The New York Jets uh, quarterback Zach Wilson starts us off. This year, I'm going to say he's a six or a seven. I'm going to go with a seven for Dynasty Leagues because we know he's going to be a starter. I'm going to go with an eight and a half in Dynasty Leagues. Uh, I'm not, like, I I just know, it just depends. If you're starting a Dynasty League and you don't really have, if you're, like, just starting a Dynasty League or if you already have one, uh, most of the times you have quarterbacks. I guess it depends on what your roster looks like because right now, Personally, I'm not drafting Zach Wilson. You know what I mean? I have Burrow. I have some young talent. Um, I guess if you don't have quarterback, like let's say you had Drew Brees or um, I don't know what other, like Tom Brady maybe. Yeah. If you have older older quarterbacks, then yeah, it just depends on I think your team value. But I, I'm going to go with a seven just because we know he's going to start. And then for um, redraft leagues, I'm going to go a little bit higher because a lot of times – quarterbacks later you can get good value for quarterbacks later and i think most people jump on the best quarterbacks and he'll still be available i think in the middle so you think we're we're, we're grading totally different ways though I, I, i'm i'm grading what his production is going to be this year not necessarily where his value is going to fall and that's why i've got him about a five i, I still think, don't necessarily think this year he's going to be a, a top quarterback and i don't think it's to be a situation like herbert had. i think he's going to be similar to drew lock <laughs> Off the start, I think people are going to expect a lot from him. He's not going to. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I probably have him around a five. In a I, well, redraft league, I, I just, don't. I I'm don't. going with value because I know where he's going to be drafted. You know what I mean? Um, round two, pick two, wide receiver Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. Um, I'm going to go with a four in redraft leagues this year. Just because he's still going to have to beat out Jamison Crowder or they're going to have to move Jamison Crowder before his value really moves the, up for me. What came up about the draft? There was something during the draft about Jamison Crowder. Um, it was Dov just speculating that he would be gone. Yeah. There was nothing that he was going to be gone. It was it was all speculation from Dov. Um, yeah, I would say a guy you could taxi squad probably. I would go with a four in redraft and maybe like a four five. I would go with a five or six in, in dynasty. But. Um, yeah, I think he ends up playing down the road because they still have the guy they drafted last year who didn't really, Denzel Mims. didn't really do too much, but maybe with a different quarterback we'll see. Um, next on the list, pick uh, round four, Michael Carter running back out of North Carolina. <sighs> to me, he's RB2 right now for the draft. Uh, it's it's going to be Harris, Carter. Well, so what's funny is as of right now on the Jets depth chart, mm-hmm. he's the running back five. 
on the depth chart. Um, come the start of the season, I could see him being a one A one B with with um, Perrine. I think was mm-hmm. there. So I I think he's got higher value this year. Um, when it comes down to it, in a redraft and a I'm dynasty, with six for a redraft and a six five for a dynasty. I could be around the same level, yeah. Um, he's not like my first choice at running back, but like if you're in a pinch and you need a flex or you need an RB two, um, as long as he's the starter, um, I think he's gonna get a lot of production. Okay, AFC West. We'll start it with Denver. Uh, round two, pick three, Javante Williams. I'm going to go with like a five here. Five, only because we don't know if he'll... He's going to timeshare. He'll yeah. also be splitting with Melvin Gordon. And I think it's going to go probably 70-30 Gordon to Williams and this year. the crazy thing is, it's like, Gordon's their hard... They're both the same type of running back. Um, Gordon's the downhill runner. Williams was that same type of runner because Carter was their pass back at North Carolina. Uh, Williams has a good enough re- ability of receiving, though, too. Yeah, he's he's not... I think he's... Melvin Gordon is not as good of... Got had... not Does not have as good of hands as he does. But um, I think they're the same similar style back, and I don't know. We'll see what happens there. But, yeah, I think, would we say, five... Yeah, I'm going to give him like a four and a half, five for at least redraft. Uh, maybe a, as high as a six for Dynasty, but yeah, um, this is a guy that we weren't even that high on out of, out of school. So what are th- These are kind of tough because it's such early speculation of where these guys are going to be on the depth chart. Well, I, I mean, I looked at the depth, depth charts earlier, but like I said, some of these we've even said, depending on where they I know. finish well, the Well, it's charts. like they haven't even started OTAs, they haven't. Even started training camp, like a lot of stuff happens, you know. Um, Seth Williams, wide receiver out of Auburn, in the sixth round. I'm gonna give him like a two. I was gonna say a one because they, they have, have so, much. so much there. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs only took two players. Uh, they have tight end Noah Gray out of Duke. I don't necessarily think that Gray is going to be anything directly and immediately. Um, it might be a three or four year curve for him. I'm gonna put it as a one yeah, this year because they still have Kelsey. Kelsey still in his prime. Kelsey is actually over thirty, but still yeah, in enough of his prime in this league. He hasn't hit his wall yet, like Zach Ertz. You know? And then Cornell Powell, who is a fifth round pick. Um, I'm honestly gonna say he's a three. I don't. There's enough receivers ahead of him in the depth chart, unless they. Unless they are not high on Hardman, but I still think Hardman's going to play, and they just re-signed Pringle, so... Exactly. Um, trying to reload here. The Chargers. Uh, Chargers starting out, third-round pick, number 14, Josh Palmer, wide receiver out of Tennessee. Um, that was another head scratcher at the time of the pick. Yeah, I felt like there were better options available at that time. I don't know if I trust that much of what the Titans did in general here, um, but I'm going to give I'm going to give that one a five in redraft, just because depending on how his camp looks, yeah. he's got the ability to start. They've lost a lot of pieces there. Yeah, he, he's definitely a play. They don't have Corey Davis. 
They don't have Janu Smith. Um, I'm going to try to pull up their depth chart real quick because I looked at their depth chart and I've never even heard of the one guy. They don't have Humphreys. He hasn't been there in a little while, right? Who? Oh, uh, they, they caught him this past year. All right. Tennessee Which I'm actually glad we didn't take him because we wanted him when he was a free agent. <laughs> We did badly. Um, yeah, they've got some goofy ass options here. Uh, Titans depth chart. Nick Westbrook Ekine is their number one wide receiver. And I've never heard of him. Not a chance. Josh Reynolds is is projected to play slot. I like Josh Reynolds, and that's a name that I'm intrigued by in fantasy this year. Mm-hmm. Um but Cameron Batson, Rashard Davis, Mason Kinsey. I can see Tennessee trying to make a trade at some point for a receiver. Oh, so could I. There's not much that they've got here, but that's what I'm saying. Despite anything I know about... Maybe they go after the Seahawks, because the Seahawks have a 1,000 receivers. Despite anything I know about Josh Palmer, I could see him, as long as he has a good uh, good camp, could be worth something. Um, Trey McKitty, tight end. An intriguing option here. Yeah, he was on our tight ends watch list. Um, didn't have a ton of tape because he, I believe he opted out. Oh, this is the Chargers now. This is not the Titans. I know, but you said Trey McKitty. I was looking at the the Titans top chart. Yeah, but I, you just mentioned Trey McKitty, so I was just mentioning. No, no, I, I'm, I, I'm saying I just realized that this is the Chargers draft. Oh. Not the Titans draft. I don't know why I thought we were looking at the Titans top chart. Uh, so then Josh Palmer makes even less sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Trey McKitty makes sense, though, here. They have nobody there. Mm-hmm. They lost Hunter or Hunter L- Henry. Um, they've got Darnold pa- Donald Parham. He'll see you a lot of time. If not this year, next year for sure. Yeah, and he's not huge, but he's definitely a receiver. 6'4". He's a receiving tight end. He caught 50 passes, 520 yards, and two touchdowns over three years with the Florida State Seminoles. Mm-hmm. Um, I would give McKitty a two for this year. Yeah. A um, six in a dynasty sense. Um, Larry, Larry Roundtree out of Missouri. Downhill runner with average size. I'm going to give him like a two this year and like a four. Three overall in Dynasty. He could see some RB2 carries. Um, They've got Josh Kelly. I know, but with how things went down last year with Eckler, if Eckler had... Because hamstrings are usually like lingering. Well, the issue is when Eckler went down, Kelly also got hurt. Yeah. um, Though the hamstrings are usually the lingering kind of issues that you might have to deal with. Um, if we see Eckler go down at all again next year, he might he might even jump Kelly up on the depth chart. I think... Like you said, um, in a dynasty league, there's more value there. I think we're going to see more carries out of him in year two, maybe three. But this year for a uh, like a redraft, he's probably not going to get drafted. He's probably going to be a wire guy, I would say, um, unless he somehow jumps the depth chart and is getting splitting carries with Eckler. But. Uh, I mean, it's all intriguing nonetheless. Um, 
On to the last division, the AFC South, the Houston Texans here. I actually get, we get to talk three players right off the bat here. Starting with Davis Mills in the third round. Uh, I'm going to go with a four for redraft and maybe a five and a half, six for dynasty. Um, we don't know what's going on with Deshaun Watson. I believe Tyrod's down there. Tyrod's probably going to get the start. Um, going to perform mediocre or poorly, and we might see Davis Mills this year, but I can't see him being a lights-out quarterback like in year one. I was going to give him a five for this year and a six for Dynasty. I don't necessarily see him being like the end-all, be-all, but he's most likely going to see time. So Yes. Um, number two, third-round pick, Nico Collins here. I'm going to give Nico Collins a six and a half for this year and an eight for dynasties. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be their number one, number two guy probably. He's got the prototypical size. He's one of the bigger receivers in the draft at 6'4". Um, they need to do something. As of right now, their number one receiver is Brandon Cooks. Yeah, and we've seen it before. Brandon Cooks usually can't be a number one. Number one. He's more of a number two kind of just um, make a play, burn a defense kind of player. And he's so, getting older, so he's not the kind of same player he used to be. So, yeah. So, Nico Collins is what I'm kind of expecting there. Uh, I like Collins in redraft draft and dynasty leagues. Uh, tight end, Brevin Jordan. Fifth round pick here. Gary, you and I watched this fall and couldn't understand why. I know. Um, we were kind of mad when the pick happened because we, we wanted We to were hoping he'd slide to Buffalo. Um, I think we might have taken him if he was there on the board. But... Uh, I think right now, like a four in redraft and like maybe a six for Dynasty because I think right now um, he's going to have, I don't think he's going to have a stellar rookie season, but I think he's going to end up being a better tight end for the Texans than they think. I'm going to say five and eight. Five in a redraft, eight in Dynasties. Okay. Um, I think Houston's quickly losing their temper with Jordan Aiken. Mm-hmm. Jordan Aiken has been hurt two of the last three years, and I could see if Aiken gets hurt again, the, the job could easily be Bravin Jordan's to keep going forward. And, I mean, they might even use him as a t- uh, receiver because he's a, he's only six. I could see them running, and they like to run the two tight end sets, and they lost Dar- uh, Darren Fells. Mm-hmm. So I could see him getting time on the field, even if he's not the number one, but I could see him, if he takes the number one job, being able to produce out of it. Right. Uh, and that'll do it with Houston, the Indianapolis Colts. Couple options here. Um, fourth round pick Kylan Granson, tight end out of SMU, six two, undersized H back, fullback type player. Not your traditional tight end. I think this year he's about a three. Yeah, I think in dynasty leagues he might be as high as a six. Yeah, um, they seem to list him as a overall. Swiss Army Knight. He kind of reminds me of um, what Charles Clay was. Yeah. That age back who can convert to tight end, but who can also block, but who can also do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, we'll see. I think he... I don't know if he's going to amount to being like a dominant tight end one or whatever, but um, maybe a flex option at some point. At the most, I think that's the ceiling. Yeah. Um, Sam Ellinger. Quarterback out of Texas. A zero. I'm going to give him a one this year. 
and a two overall in Dynasty. And I'm only going to give him that because everybody gives the, so, the swirl around not trusting Carson Wentz. And if, if for some reason Wentz gets hurt, Ellinger it might be worth something. Might be, but they still do have Eason. We'll see what happens. Correct. And then wide receiver Mike Straken. Uh, 6'5", 226. He's, he's, a, he's a big go-up-and-get-a-receiver. He's also a seventh-round pick. Right. Um, I'm going to give him a one in redraft leagues, and I'm going to give him a three-and-a-half in dynasty leagues. Yeah, he could be end up used as like a red zone guy, um, but they do have – I think Pittman's kind of big. Yeah, 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, he's, he's pretty athletic, so I don't know. Um, I don't see him getting too much time there in Indy. Indy's got a talented receiving core. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. And I think in um, redraft, like a seven, because there's still going to be more better quarterbacks. I was going to go seven, five. Um, and then for a dynasty, like a nine. nine I'd give him a ten. I think if he pans out the way everybody's expecting it, that Trevor Lawrence could be a perennial top ten quarterback. Yeah. Um, so I'm happily going to go with a with a ten overall He's worth your money. He's worth your your uh, high pick. Minshew owners, hold on for a little while. I think he'll be traded. Agreed. Um, pick one or round one, pick twenty five. Travis Etienne. I'm going to go with a four and a half for this year. Yeah, they said he's going to be a third down back, um, which is kind of weird to have drafted him in the first round as a specific skill set third yeah, rounder. Um, for dynasty leagues, maybe like a seven. seven. Um, unless they're, for some reason, like, hey, uh, James Robinson is not our guy, which is weird because of the production. I don't know. We'll see. Um, redraft, like you said, maybe like a four. Could be an, op- an option at the flex if you're desperate. Uh, tight end Luke Farrell out of Ohio State. Low ceiling as a pass catcher, strong blocker. I'll give him a zero this year. For a redraft and a two for dynasty. Yeah, leagues. they don't really have a tight end, I don't think. There. No, but he's not a pass catching one as is. Although apparently the Buffalo Bills were in on him. Yeah, I can see. I can see the Jags trying to trade for Ertz. Same. Uh, and then the last guy from Jacksonville, wide receiver Jalen Camp, six foot two, a deep threat, uh, who's a developing route runner out of Georgia Tech. Um, I'm going to give him a one this year, but I'll give him a four in dynasty leagues. That's fair. It's a guy who's got the speed and the size. If he can put everything together, he might be worth that buy-in pick mm-hmm. at some point. And the Tennessee Tetons. Uh, fourth round pick, Dez Fitzpatrick. This is the guy who's getting some share and play here. Plays long, didn't run fast as 40. Um, I think I'll give Dez Fitzpatrick a two this year and a five in in, uh, dynasties. Yeah, I like a lot of these rookies are definitely going to have more value down the road, especially for fantasy or for Dynasty Leagues. Um, for redrafts, there's just so much, especially with how small roster sizes, there's just so much like um, depth in the receiver pool that you could draft or go in and out of the um, free agency with. Um, and then 
Pick number, uh, pick, round six, pick 21, Racy McMath, wide receiver at 6'3 out of LSU. Um, he's going to be a one in redraft leagues for me and a three in dynasty leagues. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not touching him <clears throat> in my redrafts. Um, and if he's on the board during my dynasty, it's a possible pick. Racy but. McMath might have value in a redraft if you have a redraft where people play receiving yards because mm-hmm. they think he's going to have the potential to step right in and be a a guy who's going to be a, a, a returner. So that's something you're going to want to watch on that. Uh, but other than that, Gary, I think that'll kind of do it for this episode. Yeah. Um, we thank you guys for hanging out and dealing so long with us with the draft. We will be back with you guys on Friday to talk about the NFC and the next week to talk about some UDFA undrafted guys. But until next time, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts and we'll show you exactly where to find them.